Next Talk, sponsored by nexttalk.org, contains content of a mature nature. Parental guidance is advised. Welcome to Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim every Saturday at 10 a.m. on AM 630 The Word. Next Talk Radio is brought to you by Next Talk, a nonprofit organization keeping kids safe online through cyber parenting and open communication. Find resources, videos, and subscribe to our weekly podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk? We just wrapped up our five-week pornography series. And if you didn't catch those shows, we had three special guests. Go. You can listen to each of those on our podcast at nexttalk.org. They were really great. The guests were amazing. Um, You know, Kim, one of the things that we talked a lot about was we don't want to talk to our kids about pornography because there may be an underlying issue that we haven't resolved. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to talk a little bit more about that because I think that could be way more than about pornography. You know, Absolutely. We may not want to talk about sex or what abortion means or drug addiction because of something from our past that we're not completely healed about, healed from. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we kind of want to dive in today on today's show. If you feel nervous about talking with your kids about anything, it's probably because you haven't dealt with it yet. It should be a red flag mm-hmm. in your in your brain that is kind of saying, I, I got to address this with myself and God first mm-hmm. before I can move forward on this journey of open communication with my kids. Um, I say this in my book because this is the part of the journey when I started this four years ago that hurt the most. Mm. It This is going to sting. Yeah. And it stings because we have these wounds that we've swept under the rug for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And we think that once we become an adult, the past doesn't follow us, that we can hide it. Mm -hmm. And um, there's nothing more farther than the truth. Bringing these things into the light is a painful process. Yes. Because it requires looking in the mirror. It requires really being honest with ourselves and being willing to do the hard work. I mean, you're looking in the mirror saying, these are my faults. Mm -hmm. These are where I messed up. Mm -hmm. This is where I went wrong. Mm -hmm. And what I want to encourage you today is it's worth it to go through this personal pain to, to, to dig all this stuff up because we've got to fight for our kids. Yeah. They are being exposed to so much online. And even if they don't have a phone, they're being exposed by other kids at school who are showing them like my daughter or telling them. And so the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy John 10, 10, first Peter five, eight, Satan prowls around like a lion waiting to pounce. I'm going to say on your family. Mm-hmm. So you are doing this to break cycles, to break free to change your children's legacies. We've got to talk about the difficult stuff because the world is talking to them. Absolutely. And, you know, we wanted to kind of work backwards here. We've been talking all of this time about open communication with your kids and why that's so important. But as you said, when we started the show, you have to rewind a little bit because there's your kids, there's your marriage, neither are a good place for open communication if you're not having open communication with God about what he needs to heal in you through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that is what today is about. So many times, and this was me, this was me four years ago. I was a Christian. Mm -hmm. I was a Christian wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. And we looked like a great family. 
But here's the thing. I really wasn't dealing with my past. And it took my light bulb moment to realize I got to walk through these things Mm -hmm. because I have got, I'm ignoring these questions for my kids because I don't want to answer them because of a wound. And I've got to get this healed. And listen, open communication only works perfectly if it's lined up. Just like Kim said, you and the Father, you've got that open line. He's healing you. He's using his Holy Spirit to guide you on a daily basis. And then that can transfer over into your marriage. Mm -hmm. And then that becomes a beautiful place of open communication where you can really talk about difficult things. Mm -hmm. And we're going to dive into some of that on on future shows. Mm -hmm. Um, But then then that goes on to your kids. And so when I say you're actually changing your children's lives, Mm -hmm. this is what I mean. It starts at the foundation with you and God. Well, and I know in my husband and I, when we were dating and then engaged and, you know, first in our marriage, we kept saying, we want to change the legacy in mm-hmm. our family. Um, we want it to be different. Like we want to break the cycles. Yeah. It's easy to say all that stuff, but really, how do we do that? What does that look like? And it really starts with us individually. And that, that's what is so painful because we want to like move forward, but you really can't until you stand still and see what really needs to be done. And so many times you break a cycle, but it sneaks back up on you. Oh my goodness. You know, because yes. because you've learned something for so long, mm-hmm. the process of doing something, and then you go back to that. You were you let your sure. guard down and then you go back to that. Or you replace it. Or you replace I it. I see that a lot too, is we you work through something and then you replace it with something else. And so again, another stronghold or another issue can be new. It's not always in the past. It can also be something new you're struggling with that you've got to let go to God so you can work through it and help your kids in your marriage. If we aren't seeking and listening to God, how are we going to teach our kids to seek and listen to him? Yeah. It starts with us. It starts right here. And it is painful. So in my book, I have a chapter of this. I actually have part two is about creating open communication. And I look at it with your relationship with God, your relationship with your marriage, your relationship with your kids, and then your relationship with your inner circle. Mm Because that's important too. Mm -hmm. friendships and people in your life that have influence over you. And so today I really want to focus on this communication with yourself, the relationship with God. And I cover it in three main points. And I say, one, you have to face it. Yeah. Two, you have to know God. And three, you have to listen to God. So I kind of want to dive into each of these individually, if that's okay, Kim. Of course. Yeah. So first, we really need to deal with our baggage. What do I mean by that? I call it the dreaded did you questions. We ignore questions from our kids because we have baggage that we don't want to remember. Mm-hmm. We don't want to speak it. Um, these are these are questions. Mom, did you wait to have sex? Dad, did you ever struggle with pornography? Mom, did you have an abortion? Dad, did you ever try drugs? You can you can ask whatever question it is that you're fill in the blank. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a fill in the blank question. Um, and, you know, when I started this journey and I realized, oh, my gosh, I'm avoiding these things because of my past yeah. and this communication with my kids, I'm avoiding it because I'm afraid of some of these questions because I have questions on this list that affect me, yeah. Th- this very list that I just shared with you. Um, and God showed me something. He said, Mandy, I'm not going to turn around your whole family dynamic without requiring you to change. Mm. And so I really need you to look in the mirror 
And a lot of it was, I did this and I'm healed from it. Like God wanted me to accept that forgiveness that I've not been willing to accept. I just haven't forgiven myself because I'm, there's so much shame and guilt. I mean, here I am writing a book and leading a ministry talking about open communication. And I had all these things swept under the rug, Mm -hmm. you know, and God really dealt with it. Well, and that's, you know, also, and and, and I don't want to blame this um, on parents or whatnot, but it's also very generational, this concept of open communication and really being honest about who you are and your worth in Christ. Those weren't generally the conversations that our parents were having with their parents. And so we didn't even see that modeled. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we probably, most of us saw you know, the finished product or what our parents wanted us to see. And we don't want to repeat that cycle. We want to walk through what God has planned for us by letting that go and letting him forgive us. Uh, Because he wants to, as you said, it's not, it's really us who hold it back because we don't feel worthy. We don't feel worthy of it. And he wants so much to free us from those strongholds. And he wants us to face it. I mean, yeah. we just have to face it. We it did, happened. We did these things. Yeah. And, you know, they, they we may have some contributing factors. You know, for me, my parents divorced when I was three. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you I fell into that typical, stereotypical aggressive girl syndrome. I yeah. wanted attention from boys. Yeah. But, you know, I got to a point where I could only blame my dad and my mom so much for that divorce. Yeah. And it had to become a personal responsibility thing. You know, now I'm, I can actually choose what I'm doing here. I can't blame anyone anymore. This is my responsibility. This is my life. And to you have to look at that and really realize that it's hard. It's difficult. You know, and we're carrying around shame and secrets and the guilt that comes with that. We avoid these conversations with our kids. And again, that's manipulation from the enemy. He's so good at that. He knows what your buttons are. He He's scaring that. us into silence. Yes. And in the dark. And let me tell you why that's so much more critical in this generation than the last. You know, we talked about our parents' generation and they did the best they could do with Absolutely. the information they had. Yeah. And we're trying to do, I mean, we're going to miss something. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be perfect in this generation. We're all going to mess up. Yeah, we're all going to yes. mess up. There's no perfect parent, but except for God himself. But... um What we're trying to do is raise awareness because the world is speaking so loudly to our kids through the online world now, through games, through apps, through games that are rated four plus. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're seeing things and hearing things. And so we have to bring the awareness. We have to face these things and not sweep them under the rug anymore. It's so important to have a healthy dialogue with your child. It is so important. The world is speaking loudly and Satan is trying to manipulate us and scare us into silence because we're afraid of these dreaded did you questions. We got to face it. Well, and the world normalizes these things. Yeah. And that's another trap that we can fall into because um, we get into our little bubble, a lot of us, especially in the Christian community, and we feel a certain way and we know a certain thing. I encourage you, if you feel like you haven't stepped out of your bubble in a minute, go somewhere outside of your circle, and that will remind you how important it is to prepare your kids for the world outside that circle. Yes. Because it will shock you. Even to this day, I will turn on a show or I'll go you know, into a place where I normally wouldn't go, and I realize how normalized some of these 
dreaded did you questions and topics are in the world. Like, it's okay. It's fine. Everybody's doing that. Everybody's into that. Everybody experienced that. And it's no big deal. And that's what the world will tell your child. And we, we can tell ourselves that too. And then we're wondering why we have shame and why we don't feel like we can talk about these things. It's because we have accepted the world's truth instead of God's. Yeah, let me just challenge you too on your social media. Follow people who don't believe the same way you are. Mm-hmm. It's important. It will shock you. That will take you out of your bubble in two point five seconds. Yes. Follow people who don't follow your same beliefs on yes. social media. This yes. is important. It, you're doing research actually yes. to help your kids because that's what they're hearing and seeing. Yes. We need to hear it and see it too, so we can have these conversations with our kids. Okay, so face it. And then once you face that, that baggage, whatever you're trying to avoid, that thing, that forces into our second step, and that is no God. Because once you realize, oh my gosh, I did these things, and God still loves me, it forces you into this realization that it's not about religion or rules or restrictions. It's about this relationship with God. And so when I say no God, I'm not talking about know the Ten Commandments. Right. I'm saying know the heart of God, love him, read his word, pray with him every day, you know, and then and then you're going to experience this Holy Spirit where the Ten Commandments become something you love covering because it's protecting you Mm -hmm. from pain, Mm -hmm. from baggage, from turmoil. And so that no God, we we just have to know the the difference between religion and Jesus. And that transfers so beautifully into our relationship with our spouse Mm -hmm. and then our kids. You know, if our spouse and if our kids know our heart and why we're doing what we're doing and why it's a covering and not a restriction and we're really hearing and listening to one another, that relationship we have with Jesus transfers into a beautiful relationship with our spouse, which transfers into our kids. It's this whole cycle that is incredible when we get it right. Yes. You know, when my daughter won in Snapchat, she has it now. She's a teenager. But, you know, when she was younger, she was wanting it because everybody else had it. And I would sure. say no. And I would explain the why behind. And you know what I did? I would pull up my Snapchat and I would show her the, the bad articles that were on there. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't let her read them, but I let her read the titles. Mm-hmm. And I said, this is why your brain is not ready for this. I don't even want to read this. Like, I want to move past it because I don't even want to put this stuff in my brain. Mm -hmm. But you're not ready yet to know if you can click on that or not. And so explaining that why, you know, I'm not trying to be mean. You can come play with the cool Snapchat filters on my phone, but we're just not going to let you have it yet because we're trying to protect your heart and mind. And that's what God wants us to do. Well, and that why for us comes from the relationship with God. That's where we get that why from him. So it's no longer just rules. It's a covering. It's I love you no matter what. And this is why. Yeah. And so it's so important once we bring those things into the light and we face it to really, really invest in our relationship with Jesus. Yeah. You know, we talk a lot in our house about religion and Jesus and how they're different Mm. and how, you know, hypocrites, you know, that's a that's a term that people just fly around all the time anymore. I'm kind of sick of it, quite mm. actually. Mm. Because, you know, in a sense, we're all a little bit hypocritical because none of us are perfect. Yeah. We're all trying. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, I want to be the kind of person that 
I want to be transparent with my struggles, with my kids, with my family, with everybody, because I I don't want to wear the mask, the hypocritical mask to act like everything's okay on the outside, but inside our lives are in shambles. And I think that's where we have overused the word a little bit, because Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, wearing that Christian mask is a true hypocritical statement yeah we think about the people in jesus's time you know the religious leaders Mm. who just couldn't grasp why he was having dinner with certain people or why he he, they just couldn't grasp it you know i I, and they and they were ridiculed i mean they ridiculed jesus why are you doing this i mean they challenged him they fought back and they they fought against him and so when i i want to be the kind of person that's just honest and sometimes you know my daughter will be like mom you, you this is not how we do on snapchat or this is not the kinds of things we post <laughs> on instagram your accountability partner she's my accountability partner yeah. and i will say look i'm i'm learning i'm still learning too yeah well i'm glad you said that because a lot of times our human nature is we want to know what to do we want to complete it and be done yeah. like it's a task check i'm good and one of the hardest parts about relationship is that it's ongoing. Yep. It's every day. It's moment by moment. And especially in our relationship with God, listening to him moment by moment. It's not a one and done. You know, this is the third this is the third point that we're moving into. You know, in my in my in my personal responsibility in my personal life, you know, knowing God is having that relationship with him, realizing the difference between religion and Jesus. But this listening to God, you know, and that means I'm saved. You know, I've got Jesus in my heart. I've given my life to him. I've, I've invited him in. It's a relationship. Mm-hmm. But, but this moment by moment listening, it's different. Like yeah. I can have Jesus in my heart and choose not to do what he asked me to do. When he asked me to write this book, I told him 800 million times no. I was not listening. <laughs> yeah. I was not listening. And so that is a moment by moment choice. And not only with our relationship with God, but in our marriage. I think that's what's so beautiful is that God gives us these different um, experiences with him to prepare us to walk on this earth, our temporary home. Yeah. And marriage is the earthly example of our relationship with God. And it's the same thing. We couldn't be in a marriage, be in a committed relationship, but it doesn't mean we're really listening to our spouse. And so if we're practicing that in our relationship with God, it makes it easier to do that in our relationship with our spouse because we know the fruit of that when we're really doing it. We see, yes, it's hard, and it's not always what we want to do, but when we do something beautiful happens. Yes. And so it's just such a gift that he gives us these examples of how to live here before we come home. And marriage and then our relationship with our kids are a perfect example of that. Yeah, and you know, listening to God is... It requires us to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. Mm. And and to be in tune with the Holy Spirit makes everything else line up at home, you know, with the yeah. family, with the husband and the kids. But that in tune with the Holy Spirit, it's it's so important. And it's it like we said again, it's a moment by moment choice. You know, I could be so in tune yesterday. Yes. I could have, you know, I completed the book several months ago. Yes. But I could already be out of it. Like totally not listening to God, doing my own thing, thinking that this is all about me. This is a moment by moment choice of learning to submit to what God wants you to do. And it's hard. 
because you want it to be all about you. We're selfish people. Yes. Like we're selfish in nature, our flesh. Mm -hmm. And so this listening to God takes ourself out of it. And then it's not about us. Mm -hmm. And so these moments of these dreaded did you questions become less about us and more about what Jesus did on the cross to like cover it. Mm -hmm. And it becomes this most beautiful thing that then you want to talk about with your kids and then you're not scared into silence anymore to avoid certain topics. You know, I tell my kids all the time when something happens and it's not what we wanted or what we hoped for or what they were expecting, I say, you and I can see this moment, but God sees the whole picture. And whatever is happening right now is because the picture is beautiful at the end and we can't get there if we get our way right now. And it's hard to to understand the unknown. It's hard to understand when it's not going the way we thought it would go. But that's why God is God. And that's why it has to be a moment-by-moment decision to follow, knowing that he has the end in mind and he sees it differently. Again, that transfers into your marriage, again, into your parenting, like you said. It's covering your child and giving them uh, knowing the bigger picture because you've walked through life you know you've walked through experiences that they haven't and they only see the right now and explaining the why to them so they understand the goal that's in mind yeah and i you know isaiah tells us that god's ways are not our ways yes we don't understand sometimes why things happen what we're processing through you know when i talk about baggage you know i really talked about like choices that we've made but a lot of times things happen to us yes. you know it's baggage that we've acquired through a death an immediate death or or some tr- kind of trauma that we've gone mm-hmm, through a sexual mm-hmm. abuse rape you know we didn't contribute to that it was done to us yeah um lots of times by the choices of others yes you know sometimes and then other times through death or whatever it's unexplainable mm-hmm. and so that's why it's just so important to heal from whatever it is in your past to face it after you face it and then you heal through the power of the holy spirit then you know moving forward and listening moment by moment that's what really the listening the hearing the being quiet yeah be still be still and know that i'm god yes that's when you see the fruitfulness and the joy that comes in this life that he has for us even when it's hard and you are joyful you know you have made that step Jesus died so that we could have an abundant life. Mm -hmm. But if we do not listen to him, we are not going to have an abundant life. And sometimes the the listening requires us to get out of our comfort zone. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, Kim and I, we're sitting here. Mm -hmm. We've got kids at home. I'm just going to be honest. We don't have time for a radio show. Yeah, Ain't nobody got time for this. (laughs) (laughs) But God has called us to something. We've gotten out of the boat. We're listening. We've got our ears to him. And I can tell you the last four years, even though it's been some of the hardest four years of my life, getting out of the boat, doing all these uncomfortable things, sharing publicly things that I'm so ashamed about. That's scary. Yes. I mean, people know my junk now. Mm -hmm. And it has been the most joyful and peaceful four years because I know I'm listening to God. It has transformed my life. Yes, absolutely. Listening to God daily. It's the key. In all things. For our wrap-up segment today, we want to remember to create open communication with our families. But we have to look in the mirror first. 
one, we have to face our baggage and heal. That's key. Got to start with yourself before you can start talking with your spouse and your kids. Number two, we've got to know God. It's not religion. It's relationship. We've all heard that, but we've all heard it because it's true. And if you're on the relationship side of it, you know how true it is. And three, we need to listen to God in a moment-by-moment choice that we're making. It's not a one and done. It's not, I heard him. I'm living my life now for Jesus. It's every day, every moment, listening and hearing and being obedient. Listening to God helps everything line up. Yeah, It helps it all work. You know, when you're just off center and you're off balance and you're feeling overwhelmed. I mean, we all have that. I mean, I'm like once a week, I'm like that, right? At least by listening to God, being in tune to him, being still and knowing him, Mm -hmm. knowing his will, you know, that transforms everything because it all lines up and it's perfectly centered and it's perfectly balanced. And like Kim said, something beautiful and amazing can happen. And when that happens... And this open communication starts exuding between you and God. And then it flows into your marriage, which is what we're going to touch on on our next show. And then it ultimately goes to our kids and it changes the generational cycles. That's how you change the legacy. We change the legacy. Mm -hmm. But it all starts with us facing it, getting real with God. And one of my favorite things to remind myself, as funny as that sounds, is that you don't have to do it. Mm -hmm. God will do it. He already did it. Yeah, he already did it. It it is the submission. It is the obedience. It is the willingness to listen. And then he does the work. He does the work. Thanks for joining us on Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim every Saturday at 10 a.m. on AM 630, The Word. Next Talk Radio is brought to you by Next Talk, a nonprofit organization keeping kids safe online through cyber parenting and open communication. Find resources, videos, and subscribe to our weekly podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk?